and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. He's your favorite Mexican-American Gemini from South Texas. It's Chibi. And she's the lipstick-loving Salvadorican from Brooklyn, New York. It's Rocky. And this is Words and Shit. The show where you get to know the person behind the poetry. Brought to you by Write Art Out. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, she's looking she's looking mighty fancy. You are a little bit, but that's fine. We're gonna roll with it. She's gonna come back. I love that you look fantastic while you're frozen. So, like, hello to Rocky. Hello to everyone that's joining us. There you go. There you go. It was funny because I was like, hi, and then you were frozen, and I was like, Oh, it's me. And I know Chibi's gonna be like. Whatever. It's a live show, people. It's a live show. And it's not only a live show. It's our last live show of the season, Rocky. Yes, it is. We survived season two, dos. Uh-huh. Season two. We did 20 episodes, y'all. Oof. 20 freaking episodes. 20 poets featured. 20 interviews. 20 <laughs> froze giving face. 20 moments of like technical glitches. 20 yes. amazing nights. And we are all looking forward to a little bit of rest, relaxation. I know the school year is ending for you, Rocky. We're heading mm-hmm. into the summer. This season has been a phenomenal season. And it, it was your first season with us. It really was. It really was. Um, you know, 20 episodes. I know I was uh, absent, I think, for like three or four of them. But like 20 episodes from January all the way to May. We did it and we survived it. I've had so many amazing conversations. Um, mm. I've met more and more like poets that have become like some of my favorite poets. Mm. Um, and I think I've made like a couple of friends off the show just because Ooh. of like what we've like, yeah, that, you know, from, from our interviews and getting to know um, them. And I've definitely created a better friendship with you, Chibi. And I think that's the I best know. way. Yeah. It's because I love you. I love you too, bro. Look, look. look how cute you are. Like, I want you to kind of do it. I know we can't do a spin. I can't do a spin, but I wish do a semi spin. Do a semi spin. <laughs> oh, mm. yes. Mm. Face, yes. face, yes. face. Giving you all the face. Uh, uh, yes. I love that Miles is already asking when is season three? We're going to take a six week break because mm-hmm. mama needs a break. Okay. Uh, yeah. to plan season three and get everything going. We'll be back in six weeks at the end of the summer and we'll do another 20 episodes is the plan. Uh, but yes, you're so right. Like we've we've met so many amazing people along the way. We've had so many great conversations and the poetry this whole season has just been top notch and incredible from like established writers, you know, that we had on the show, like, um, like John Sands, like Buddy Wakefield, like I, I'm like drawing blanks of everyone because it's been such a jam-packed season to also like up and comers, next generation, Aris Keon, you know, like Ayo Kunle is out there doing things, you know, like so many amazing writers that um, I've just loved. And to your point, I feel like you and I have gotten closer. I feel like Pisces and Gemini's already kind of just, you know, boop, click. They do, actually, you know, but they're notorious not to click, but we click. We are beating we the odds, okay? I love it. 
We do. What has been what has been like kind of like maybe some highlights of the season or like some moments of discovery for you this season that you're just like, oh yeah, that happened. I love it. Give it to me. Um, I'm gonna hold that in my heart. Whatever. Yes. I think there have been lots of moments of obviously more crying than I thought. I knew it was gonna be emotional, but I didn't know I was gonna cry a lot. <laughs> Um, and be touched by so many poets. Um, but my favorite thing is, you know, because I, I kind of also want to say like props to you. It's always been so amazing to work with another like super professional who loves, you know, poetry, who's in it, who does the research. Um, and it's also kind of really been fun to see you, I guess, like in this very, I, you know, I've seen you host before, but this is a different type of hosting. And my favorite kind of moments are when we do have those like technical difficulties and glitches when you kind of like, the show must go on. <laughs> panic mode sets in, look, a little bit of panic mode, but at the end of the day, I'm still a Gemini. I can yes. still adapt, I can pivot. It's like, okay, this isn't working, control the panic. <laughs> figure out what we're doing, move forward. You know, so we've had a few of those. It's been fine. We made through it. It is. It's, you, you know, you, I, I love it. <laughs> my favorite thing that I discovered was that I, anytime I'm at a poetry event with Raquel, I'm not going to look at the poet. I'm just going to look at Raquel. Because like y'all never get to see it because she's always, you know, backstage. But her reactions to the poetry there's like oh 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 oh, oh. all of that is happening all of that is happening you know like i can just imagine the the noises the sounds I'm like everything and i'm like yes i need that in my life forever forever well, so, thank you, Fern. Thank you. I appreciate how much poetry touches you you know internally so um this has been an incredible season of, of just celebrating poets, poetry and the voices and getting to know these people beyond their writing. Uh, and I am so excited to conclude our season with tonight's guest because speaking of seasons. I know, I was like, speaking of seasons, you know, all y'all know I'm a Pisces and how much I rep Pisces season for like February always the end of March. But it is the first day of Gemini season. Y'all better watch out. Hold on to your panties. It's Gemini season, y'all. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, yes, 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 yes. Gemini season officially begins today. And our guest, not only is she a Gemini, mm. but we twins. Mm. We share a birthday. Okay. What a, what a coincidence. Gemini are twins. The symbols. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. ending the season with your season with a twin, like, birthday person. Wow. Uh, Science. I I could say that I planned this, but no, this is just the way it all rolled out. There was there was months of communication that did and did not happen that led to us closing our season tonight with our guest. Please tell us about our guest. Tell us about Metamorphosis so that we can get into this. I'm gladly, lovely. Let's do this. So Mecca Verdell, aka Metamorphosis, is a Baltimore-based poet. What East Coast? What what? And performer. <laughs> And it was the winner of the 2016 Brave New Voice 
competition. She has been dedicated to providing youth with safe spaces to express their creative voices with free open mics, showcases, and competitions. Mecca is the former youth poet ambassador of Baltimore in 2017, uh, opening performer for Aloe Black at the National Education Association Conference in 2017 as well. Southern Fried Poet Slam winner of 2017 and 2018, top 10 finalist of Women of the World Poetry Slam in 2018. 18 and 2021 just recently just basically two months ago okay and top three finalists for texas grand slam outside of competition she has taught the importance of using poetry as a tool for social justice and healing for middle schools high schools and colleges it is our honor to bring in this beautiful gemini Mecca Y'all show some love in the comment section y'all show some love in the comment section how you doing mecca Oh no, yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm doing good. <laughs> you are glowing. You are radiating. Oh, it's a lamp. It's the lamp for real. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love what the Gemini love though. The Gemini love is great. It's just synchronicity though. Synchronicity made this happen. Me and Chibi having the same birthday. Mm -hmm. first, I didn't even know it was the first day of Gemini season. I thought it would be like tomorrow or whatever, but it's hey, today. It's we today. It's written in the stars that tonight is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. you know. I'm excited. Quick, quick, yeah. random question. Do you know your rising and your moon house? I do know my rising, my moon. I, listen, ask me whatever house you want. I got it. So my <laughs> what rising, is, what, uh -huh. my rising is uh, Scorpio, which is <gasps> why I'm so fine. Mm. And my moon I do love a good Scorpio. Go ahead. Yeah, and my moon is Virgo, which is why I hate myself. <laughs> oh, oh, I know, isn't that weird? Like, it's like I feel like I just hate. That's why it's like I always question all my random energy. It's just like, please. Mm -hmm. And see, my mm -hmm. my rising is Virgo, and my moon is Capricorn, mm. which oh, is why, wow. which is why I have no emotions. <laughs> Oh, so you real deep into that intellectual Gemini. Okay, um, I see you. Look, a spreadsheet is the sexiest thing. The I'm sexiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think everybody, um, so I remember you mentioned that you listened to the Poet Up podcast that I was on. So I feel like everybody just got your interview so I can yell about slam and, <laughs> and yell my anger and my, my but my also my joy mm. <laughs> of being a competitor. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for these, whatever y'all got for me. Oh, and I see my friends in the comments. Hi, friends. Oh, so excited. So excited. Um. I'm all like, as we'll take. Here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take all the emotions, okay? We'll take yes. them all. So yeah, so I'm on all, all the water signs. I have like a Pisces uh, sun, you know, um, Cancer rising. But because I'm a Pisces and I'm all about my emotions, right? I want to ask you. We start the segment always with like you us being friends. Um, how's your heart today, friend? How's it? How's your heart today? This week? This month? This year? How Are do you, you want your heart to be? Yes. Oh, wow. That's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> My heart is very well. Um, in fact, uh, if it's anywhere near me right now, I have a rose quartz that I call my heart. It's um just, it's actually like a real like 
autonomously shaped heart rose quartz. And you know, like I'm well, I'm, I've been like journaling every morning for the past year and like really getting deep into just me as a writer me me spiritually as a creative and stuff like that and i think it it has opened up so many like emotional floodgates and freedom that i have in my brain and stuff i wrote my own list of affirmations mm. i repeat it to myself and you know it's just like and also I'm, I'm being able to pass that down to my students like i'm good like we just had our last little our last class I'm good. I'm solid. I'm feeling great. Mm. I love that. I love that. Good. We are moving into Gemini season with nothing but positivity. Nothing but positivity and boldness and juiciness. Like uh -huh. I got so many things planned for like and, this summer. And abundance. Okay. Abundance. abundance is coming for us. Okay, all right, so before we get into the poetry or even deep dive into the conversation, what we like to do is let the audience get to know you just a little bit, just okay. a little bit, you know, before we get deep into it all. Uh, so we like to open up with a segment called Speed Dating. So we're gonna ask you a series of questions. <laughs> Feel free to answer as in-depthly or as concisely. As I have many issues. Next question. Next <laughs> <person>. <laughs> All right. So yes, however you feel you need to answer is the right answer. Whatever happens, you win at the end of this game. Okay. okay. So first, first question, because, because we share a birthday, mm -hmm. because it's Gemini season, what is the most Gemini thing about you? Oh God, I can. Okay. So like, if I have to make a decision, I can see 30,000 things that I have to do or like I have to think about before I make the decision. And it it literally steers me wrong. I'll ask like eight different people what they think I should do. And it ultimately probably will do the thing that I thought first and then also it'd be wrong. So uh, yeah, that's probably the most Gemini thing about me. It is so bad. <laughs> I can't even like also like I had to get out of that, especially with writing, because I wouldn't even write a poem until I knew the ending first. Mm. And like I write backwards sometimes. I write backwards, so like it's like sometimes it'll happen or whatever, but like if I don't know what I wanna if I don't got already got a hard line already, I'm like, I don't wanna write this right now. Mm. I had to get out of that. That's a bad habit. But yeah. That's so real. Sometimes we just have to get out of our own way. Mm -hmm. That's, I made that post like, last night. I said, I'm in my own way. I must move. I thought I was really writing in that. Like, <laughs> I woke up at 2 a.m. <laughs> it just was deep for no reason. <laughs> I love it. I love it, though. Yo, I'm feeling this, like, Gemini beautiful, like, energy right now. It's it's hype. It's hype. Like, it is peak gang, gang. Gemini. Like, hey. I got my kombucha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fancy. 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 I got my tequila. I know about you, kombucha, and I got my tequila. We good. We going. Oh my god! I wish I had some. Tequila. No, I don't. I don't have anything to drink. But salute, salute to the. the salute. All right. So because this energy is high, um, and it is Gemini season, so go all in. Um, my question is, what song would you choose to be the theme song of your Gemini season, like this year? Oh, wow. Ooh, that is a hard question. That is a hard question. Holy balls. 
Yeah. What song have I been listening to non-stop that's just being, hold on. Oh, gosh. Because then it's like I got my Ratchet playlist. <laughs> I got my Soulful playlist. Mm-hmm. I've got, okay. I'm a, You know what? I don't even like mess with Remy Ma like that. But I'm going to definitely say that the vibe for this season is conceited. Period. Wow. Period. Like okay. all summer because, like, I'm, mm, I'm going. I'm out. Like, y'all understand? I'm out in the way. I I am gone. <laughs> I don't know how. I, I don't know what more. How I can explain that? It's just like I'm because I also have a job this summer. But guess where I'm going to be going on the weekends? Gone. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I'm gonna have money and I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> but yes. I don't nobody I nobody talks to me about nothing. Everything's done already. I did everything on my list so I can be gone. Period. Maybe I need a gone song too, because that's something that's but conceited mm-hmm. is definitely the vibes. Conceited. I'm great. I got a reason. But yeah. Take it. Take it. Take it and run with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then next question. What is your favorite? And I already know as a Gemini, picking a favorite is impossible. But oh, God, yes. What is your favorite food dish? Chicken tikka masala all day. Okay, she you. What the hell you talking about? Chicken tikka got me through many a time. (laughs) But yes, I'm when I get some money, I'm definitely going to order me some in the next couple of days. You need to try this chicken tikka masala mac and cheese. Shut up. Hold on. What are you talking about right now? <laughs> what the? Am I allowed to curse? Because what the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. It's called I words and shit. You can say whatever you want. I need to eat that immediately. In the words mm. of T.I., immediately that needs to happen. <laughs> Chicken, tikka, masala, mac and cheese. I'm just going to leave it right there. It is everything you think it is and more. Yo, you ever have Alfredo pizza? Yes. No. Uh, nut. Nut. <laughs> great, great thing. Great thing uh, to exist. Mm, mm. Okay, I'm already living. All right, all right that, that was that. That's my food question oh, as I'm cooking some short ribs in the background. Yes. This is going to be a good episode. You know, because like... I know we talk. I know we talk about zodiacs, but coming out of Taurus season, listen, when we because we're Gemini's closest to Taurus, so we be eating, we be eating like mm. period. Mm. Food is yes, because I feel like Taurus food is like my food. favorite pastime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at I these feel- cheeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got thick over quarantine. I tell you that. It's um, us. <laughs> um, like me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I've been like feeling thick, but like rocking the thickness, you know? Like, cause I, I I'm like, oh, look at this. Look at this. Yes. So, all right. This is our last question. All right. Um, and I think this is perfect because you were talking about you were like writing, you've been journaling. So my mm-hmm. question, even before you were t- talking all about that, because the universe says, what I'm asking, what are you manifesting for this summer? What I am manifesting for the summer, I'm I'm manifesting travel. I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to go. Well, I'm like not ready to be out in people's faces, but I'm like residencies, like, you know, visiting beaches, anything outdoors, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, because I feel like um, that's something that's one way I've held my back a lot. My held myself back a lot. 
And that, and I'm also manifesting the opportunity to like be great in a space that isn't really familiar. Like I just, listen, somebody open a door for me. I promise you I'm going to make it mine. Like that's all I need is just some more like synchronicity, everything to kind of just match up, especially with things, especially with just different residencies I want for next year. Like, please, I just need to match up with me and I'm good. I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that so hard. Absolutely. Hashtag vaxxed and waxed. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Please. Absolutely. All right. I love that. Okay. So that was just a little, a little dip in the toes, dipping the toes in the water of getting to know. I am. Mechamorphosis. So we're going to hand over the show to you so that we can get, um, we can get One some poetry. Second, <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Because before we do that, before we hand over the show to you, I want to talk to the audience who is already giving me some mm-hmm. amazing stuff in the comments section. All right. Lachelle is all about the doors opening for you. Akeem doubles down on Alfredo pizza is the ball. So Lena sees, says she's conceded too. I got reasons. Fire, 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 fire. So absolutely. Use the comment section, y'all. Keep using the comment section. Uh, you can show some love. You can interact. We're watching. We love to see your comments, but also ask your questions. So if you have a question that you want to ask Mechamorphosis, drop it in the comment section. Maybe not right now because we're going to enjoy the poetry. We're going to savor that first. But ask your questions. We will pass them along. She may or may not answer them, but this is your opportunity to ask them. All right? So that's going to happen. After this, right now, what's going to happen is we are going to bounce out, and Mecca, you are going to bless us with some poetry. Yes. Hey, y'all. So I am going to be reading some poems for my book. Um, just a couple of them that will be coming out soon. Praise God. Um, so yeah, like I definitely had a journey with that and getting it out. But um, here are some poems that I really love from the book. <clears throat> My father scans the grocery store, goes throughout the aisles. He tries to remember my favorite snacks, knowing even if he chooses the right one, it will be the wrong one. He's not here for snacks. He is looking for an apology. Nothing else can make us full. I'm too old for junk food and he is too old to understand. This is how love began to starve, how daughters embrace famine. Is it hard to say I'm sorry because you admit something, surrender, sorrow, Not remembering someone's favorite snacks, his fingers passes my phone number as he asks my mother for advice. I am home trying to understand how we apologize in this house, how we wait out hurt between dinners and hope if we give pain enough rise to the mall, the outing will be enough of an outlet to to reset. I always remember the gifts and never the humility, always feeling undeserving of this since he gave me half my life but has been chipping away at it with every conversation neglected, every announcement of if you don't pay rent, that he don't pay attention to when I cry, that he has exhausted my heartbeat. My father comes home, never saying hello, but throwing me my favorite snacks and I accept, since this is the only way we know how to forgive in our house. We give distant apologies we hope will add up to the real thing, since it'd be a technique that that was never passed down. It'd be a redemption in practice, traffic on the way to Holy, and several trips to the grocery store. All right, that's my first poem. But 
if it's cool with y'all, I'm going to be ratchet now. I just want to balance on both my sides because it's Gemini season. So let's get into it. And if you like my poems, you know, you can go always say yes in the comments or give me a mmm with an ugly face in the comments. Or you can just snap and just be like the cicada that's outside. I'm with whatever. Um, White women wear me out like costume. Like everyday Halloween and everyday she Holly Berry. She or Rachel Dolezal, the bane of my existence. She merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. By dark nights when my dark skin ain't feel right. Some of them are white feminists who only support you when it benefits. They love how my culture fit, but it's counterfeit. I mean, she over the counter lit spray tans, edge control, bamboo earrings, cornrows. My skin be a hue that gets little to no coverage unless it's on the news or unless it's on you. Y'all love that urban decay. She looking at me so hard. She moist. She looking like me so hard. She moist. She try to put her on. She looking at me so hard. She about to put me on. White girl wear me out as long as she could wash me off. And after this, She's going to be real quick to call me a racist when she don't even know what race she is. Talking about her black friends, but they all decor to allyship. And as soon as you get comfortable, so does their racism. And I'm like, what happened, Bethany? Did you forget there's a black person attached to this woman? Won't you walk with me after the march? Or would you rather walk in my skin but never my shoes? Tell me, Hallie, does it make you feel good when you're wearing me out? That dark skin, that something I am still learning to love? Europe. I remember like when I first posted on TikTok, which I was really proud of because it got like a million views. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. All these white girls named Bethany was like, oh, my God, I'm scared because that's my name. Like, girl, if the, if the name fits, then you must wear it. It might be you. It might be you. And I remember like all these little white girls kept reaching out to me. So I'm like, somehow can I be a better ally to my friend? I think I did something wrong. I said, girl, please, I am not the one. It is not I. It is not I. I am not the one that's going to help you, save you. I'm not going to do it. Trust me. Trust me. But um, I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> My little sister is beautiful. She has our father's eyes brown. Her mother's skin light, blinding. So blinding I can't even see her as my little sister just competition she look like the women my dad left mom for she look like the girls all the world prefer she look like the revised version of me and i look like a confused scribble like a black mass in comparison but i protect her from myself i keep the darkness at bay even when it's in my eyes my skin my hair when it's all around me and darkness is all around me. She don't even know what that is. But our bodies did. My skin crawling away from the sight of her light, but I protect her from myself. Even when her mom teach her to hate me and the world teach her to hate me, I love her with my eyes open. Even when it hurts, even when she's so blinded, and so beautiful. Um, <laughs> so every poem that you probably heard about my family, I've done it in front of them at least once. And I remember I did that in front of Trinity, and she was just like, "Okay." <laughs> That's how she talked. She was like, "Okay," <laughs> like she was there at the performance. <laughs> like even when I did like one poem um about my dad, it's called Petty. It, it's online or whatever. 
I did that. And my dad was like, damn, you good. But I get it. And I was just like, my family is just like the most non-emotional. I'm the most emotional person in my family. And I'm I'm like, I don't know how it happened. Well, I think my family be lying, though, because they be emotional like last minute. They be emotional last minute, and then that's how they feel. But we don't leave that alone. That's another poem for another day. You feel me? <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> I see a key. Hi, everybody. Oh, it's so nice to see my friends and have them hearing my poems and stuff. Um, even in this space. All right. So we're going to my next piece. Um, I'm very emo. So the next piece is there is a trigger warning. Um, it is about sexual assault. Um, so uh, if you need to take care of yourself, please do. I do not do poems to traumatize anybody. Um, I do poems for myself and I want to make sure that everybody's good. I don't need no views. I don't need none of that. I need you to take care of yourself first before anything. But I am going to do this piece and um, I hope that uh, it does help somebody if it does. All right. My father warned me to yell fire if I was ever in danger instead of yelling for help because people tend to fall in buildings more than fallen women. But by the time this poem is written, I will have more stories of how I never used it, have walls I've built and walls in need of repair, have glass bursting from the windows to my soul. I should have yelled fire but the Wayne used my water against me. I couldn't yell fire because Josh snuffed me with his body. I wouldn't yell fire when my father's stepkids bought me a kitchen stove and mother dared them not to touch. I just became fire, hoping to burn this body into a smoke signal and float away into sky. But they all just warmed themselves against my blaze like campfire rubbing together their hands, trying to throw in their sticks. How can you yell fire when it needs oxygen to survive? And rape culture is such a suffocating thing, but ain't, ain't fire such a cliche? Ain't rape such a cliche? I know you've heard of a woman scorned, but have you ever seen her scorched? Scaling like dragon, ready to breathe the flames you are looking for. Fire and brimstone be my jewelry. And I've been a burning city for so long, I told you to think twice before looking back at me. Now you pillar of salt, and I'm pillar of smoke, warning you that my mouth is no longer a melded metal, and I am screaming, not just for me, but for the girls y'all set on fire after me. This was not how I wanted to be a trailblazer, and I am so sorry that I was afraid to burn so brightly that my father would know I did not listen to him. And everyone would know that my body is damaged. But ha, but my father warned me to yell fire. He just didn't tell me about the people who started them. I can still see the ash left under their fingertips. How Dwayne be a fire starter in Baltimore and Josh be a fire starter in my family tree and children will always be used to playing with fires, playing with fires started around the house and we all just used to fire fires burning those around us, do you see us now? The smoke, the glow you see from us ain't beautiful. It is holding in a volcano. And when we open our mouths, we must coat everything and everyone, even ourselves in magma. So when you see the pyre of our bodies coming to you like hellfire, you better speak. You better scream. You better cry. You better yell. Um, I got big lips, right? So, like, sometimes they be getting away in my poems. I appreciate everybody that stayed and listened to my story. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God, what are my lips doing? I got to start doing, like, lip, lip trills and lip exercises. 
but I appreciate all the affirmations up in up in the chat. Thank you so much. Oh, I love seeing everybody that I be seeing on the in my internet cousins coming out and stuff. That is so cute. Um, I want to do a poem that I just recently wrote. Some new shit. I'm sorry. Let me put more Baltimore accent art accent on that. Some new shit. Yeah. So. I hope y'all enjoy it. This is also something in the same vein. This is more, this is the most in depth I've been about the story, but it's still not like, it's not graphic. So I will still put a trigger warning and say that it's about sexual assault. For the most part, I am the only person to have made myself orgasm. That all changed when I got my first vibrator. I was 18, hiding in a sex shop, not from the sex that colored the shop from the men outside who followed me and my best friend here. It's like cat callers can't go in places where sex is considered consensual. Before that, their voices called to us to come closer. I lied and said we were younger and they asked, when do we graduate? Our phones having the only numbers they cared about the beginning of that day was supposed to be an outing of two black teens enjoying a Baltimore summer. We had no plans on buying sex toys, but when we walked out, we learned to take sex in our control early. After that, I never found pleasure with people because they never gave me any control. After that, I couldn't meet not one black girl who didn't feel the same. I have a theory that most black women can't help but trauma bond. When so much of our coming of age stories are built on trauma. I'll never forget the day when I met a boy I thought I had control over my body with and he would prove that that was a lie. And a bunch of my femme friends were in my bedroom while I laid in my covers and told them the news and how I still wanted to be with him because he took something from me that I, he took something from me I knew I wasn't whole without and dangled it in between his flirts and attention. I don't think I ever really saw myself in a mirror until I cut him off. I was naked. As, an, as another Baltimore summer spread its arms in my window and touched my body, I was just as beautiful then as I am beautiful now. And I lotioned my skin until it talked back to me, held every bit of myself in my hands and folded myself into ecstasy. I've only ever felt safe in sex when I was alone. A decision was made that I am the best lover I will ever have. I don't ever make myself feel shame or empty. I just make myself, mold myself into something that's high vibrational, and highly loved, and that's that poem. I know, so I the, that poem is becoming very important to me because I feel like there's not enough spaces for Black women to talk about sex and pleasure in like spoken word because it's like immediately put into erotic or like an erotic type. But erotic poetry is still is still that space for it. Actually, there's no shame around erotic poetry. But I think like we it, we should be able to be more open and talk about sex and what pleasure means to us without it having that extra like that extra gaze on um over it um where it's just like I feel like it might be like considered hypersexual where it's like oh yeah, yeah I'm like yeah like I have sex like I don't think and also I think like even when like I feel like people who know me and people kind of gloss over the fact that I am 23 and I'm turning 24 and literally just a couple weeks, like I have sex. <laughs> like it's very clear that I have sex. I mean, not it's not clear, but I'm like, I have sex. I should be able to be open about that in my life. You know, there's a lot of great um, poets though that are open about that and use it and like they're empowering. They're like the, like the Punani poets, OGs. They're OGs in this. So yeah, that's something I really wanted to start exploring more of my writing. 
So, cause like we should be able to talk about that, like everybody, like openly out <laughs> and all that stuff. So yeah, but also how it has changed and affected us throughout our lives. Um, cause sex is weird. <laughs> it can be weird and it can have so many different changes. Oh God, there's a ghost. All right. Um, so golly, I don't know how I want to end this, this little section. Is it 15 minutes yet? I wasn't counting. Can somebody tell me? When did I start? <laughs> oh, geez. But you know what? I do know which poem I wanted. I will end it off at and I will um come back with, with Chibi and everybody. Um, so the I want to thank Right About Now too, you know, because this is like the first big poem that I probably had um uh that, that they posted of me um on their on their channel. So I'm excited. It's over when I say it's over. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, but uh, dang, now now I'm like, I don't know if I should do petty or autocorrect. I'm gonna do autocorrect. I'll say pet. Y'all can watch petty on YouTube. Um, oh, I love, I love look at that YouTube. I love it. Anyway, duck you autocorrect. You keep playing with me. Keep acting like I ain't said what I said. No phone. I said nigga. Not night nigga, I said slave. Not space, you keep messing up my poem. Keep acting like the white people who made you trying to change my conversations to what you thought was right wrong. Got my tongue feeling imprisoned in my phone like I'm about to catch a case, but let me not. Cause ain't it to be black, to look back at a sentence and see something wrong, something not add up. Supposed to say 10 days, but now you got 10 years in an auto-correctional facility that is my phone plan, come on night. Ah. Nigga, you are the white friends I don't have. Always correcting my Ebonics while using it. Want me to chill on that black talk because you want a good night, a safe space. You want a black person who corrects themselves in the presence of whiteness automatically. Tell me why autocorrect. Every time I tell you my name is Mecca, you grip on the whip and ask, did you mean Megan? No! See, autocorrect just once. Paradise, no, privilege. Autocorrect just wants order, no, ownership in the news where every black face is autocorrect into a mugshot in neighborhoods, where gentrification is autocorrect into reestablished in history, where history is autocorrected by the victors and politics, where the only thing that flips faster than autocorrect are white allies. And I say, no, I say, I am correct. I am right answer. I am what I am. I said what I said, nigga. And you know what? My phone finally says nigga, and I'm starting to think it shouldn't. Thank y'all. I think I was Oh, pause, oh, pause, oh, pause. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. I just want to say that my I want to say that my adversary slash poetry wife is in the chat, Lachelle. I'm a shout out mm. Lachelle. Let me tell you why they my why why is Lachelle my adversary? Because at Welps, at Welps, Lachelle tried to kill me before I got the files. <laughs> How'd she try to kill you? So let me tell y'all what happened at Welps. Please. This year one. or in 2018? This year. This okay. year. Day one. So I there's I'm 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 gonna explain a little bit because I'm not assuming that a lot of people know slam here. So day one, I have to, I'm, I'm, you, I, I'm Mecca, you know, I'm Mecca. So I'm thinking I'm going to go in. I'm 
I'm gonna get my my ones and leave, right? It's the four minute and the one minute, right? Everybody always, everybody says this about me every time. They're like, oh my god, Mecca like got like 18 one minutes, because I did a lot of them in the in the feature or whatever. So people always talk about my one minute, blah blah blah. But so I get, I got the one in the one minute round, but in the four minute round, I got a four. I was like, oh, not me matching, not me matching it, <laughs> not me matching time. That's not what was supposed to happen. That's not what I was manifesting. I know I said one and four, <laughs> but um, then so day two. I had to get two ones. I had to. There was no, there was no if ands buts about it, right? So day two, Lachelle comes up to me, Mecca, you gotta let me. I'm, I'm no, I'm not you gotta let me, but Mecca, I wanna get one round on you, just one. I said, no. <laughs> I said, no, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. What are you talking about? I will never forget this. Michelle talking about, I just need one round. I'm like, please. <laughs> so here's my thing. If I did not get, I got, now listen. So Michelle goes up. Michelle goes up, gets a 29.8, right? Mm-hmm. Round one. I go up, I get a 29.9. So I got my one. I got one, one down. One, one down. Michelle try to get me. I said, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Round two, Michelle gets a 29.9. So I was like, all right, that's great. Love that for you. <laughs> However, I have to go do what I do. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and we both pulled a one and a two for both rounds. We both got the same stuff for each round. So I go up, I do that yelling fire piece. And I get my one. I get my one. I make it to finals. I don't care what nobody do to me during pre. Um, I don't care what nobody do, do to me during finals. The thing is, I'm gonna make it to finals. <laughs> like, that's the pro- that's what's that's the conversation. That's mm-hmm. all I need. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all I need. Cause I'm I'm too bougie. I'm too bougie. Um, to not make it to finals. I'll be like, <laughs> that's not that's not what God wrote for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh to 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 quote Ebony Stewart, y- y'all didn't see that I won. Why didn't you see that I won? Because I won. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my moment. But so far, it's only um Jordan Jordan um Bailey. He jokes all it's no. I'm sorry. It's actually another poet. They have the same energy. <laughs> my a poet that I coach, Nathan. He um he was one of the um. Team and one of the teams for the team slam this year. He says not more than three niggas to be can be Mecca. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that, it killed me. It killed me honestly. I was like, wow, that's just my truth now. I'm Mecca Forfaces. Yeah. Mecca Forfaces. That's my name. <laughs> I got I saw that from frequency. Because <laughs> you did. You came in this year. You came in four at the women of the world poetry slam so top mm-hmm. five top five top five so, um can we, yeah. yeah can we give top oh, five. That's, like, that's not easy that's not easy Thank I know. You. I was like, don't, don't roll through about this like four i'm not it was probably one of the hardest years right in the hardest years we're during a pandemic right like mm-hmm. there was like i think it was still 60 70 contestants mm-hmm. when it's like usually 80 but like that's still a lot yeah yeah. yeah, and it was it was stacked. I saw it that. It's hard. It's hard because you know how like slam is. Like you got a bunch of black like women, and you got like especially especially if you have them in a cluster. 
you know, people gonna be like, oh, this the I just already heard this, or I feel like I already saw this. I'm like, shut up, because this is the space for it. You <laughs> like what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But um there's so much I want to dive into with you uh, because you're such a, such a dynamic mm-hmm. character. And, and just like everything that you talked about in your poems too, you talk about your family a lot. Uh, you, I, I want to dive into this conversation about like sex and like the, yes. the external gaze, mm-hmm. uh, gaze Z-E, not Y-S, um, because the gays are here uh, and all <laughs> yeah. of that. Uh, but first, but first, cause I just want, I want to talk about it. I just want to get it out of the way. I want to talk about your book. Okay. Yeah. Um, the drama has been out there, so the drama you don't has been out there. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Um, I can give you a synopsis, like I could give you a synopsis. I mean, my book, my book itself has been through a bunch of karmic cycles. <laughs> I would say my book first. Um, you know, uh, my my ex made my book for me, and you know that was a very great gift. For me and then like i was able to use that uh, you know i it was just a chat book it was made out of paper it was still called things to unlearn at the time and then you know um i used that for a very long time in my life you know for gigs and stuff and you know whatever and then i got this book deal and the um plan was oh why don't i just change my chat book add poems put my chat book and make it a legit book right so um when i made the book uh, when, oh, when I got the public, like when I got the, when I won, I won the, it was like they had like their own like open mic slam. It was very strange, but um, I won that. And you know, it was like, they had a con, they, they had a um, a contract where it just shows you everything, but they um, omitted some stuff out of it where it's like, they could just say anything afterwards. And I was just like, this ain't it, this ain't it. Um, especially like after the pandemic is because like I, the, the, the main issue was how was I supposed to make money off of my own book during the pandemic if they were the only ones that were only going to make money off my book through online stuff. Mm. So that was the issue, especially when they wanted to use my promotion and my reach and my pull and also try to use my also wanted to use my ideas. Cause I have, I'm really I, like promotion and stuff. I'm also, um, I also, I'm also a digital strategist. So like, you know, sometimes I do work with different companies and stuff. And like, I'm really like, it's it's really like one of my passions, and I really like doing it. Which I'm also going to school for coding um, eventually, so that way I can get, be doing like a lot of designs and stuff myself. But the thing is, I know how to do shit on my own and I don't need, I didn't need them before and I do need them <laughs> after. I, uh, so when the conversation came up about, we're not giving you anything, I said, oh, so that means you want me to leave. Is that it? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, cause especially when they, um, the contact person was very rude to me, very disrespectful, very disrespe- disrespectful to my manager because he got in his feelings um and also was got he got real comfortable cutting me off during conversation so that's the problem where it's just like and you know one thing that ed maybe brought up that was really important um he was talking about the importance of black publishing mm-hmm. and like how like because my thing is like capitalism in general like black people we don't really like in our nature <laughs> i feel like when we like grow up where we grow up we don't think in capitalism we think in community 
We think on ways of like, how can we help each other? And I feel like, I, listen, I never worked for white people ever in my life. And even if I do, they know I'm just gonna go. And if you mess with me, I'm gonna snitch <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've never, I never, I've never needed white coin, never. So I, I don't know why they thought that I didn't, I just don't, I didn't know why they think I wouldn't protest them. I've been protesting since I got out of high school. I've been protesting when I was in high school. I was gonna protest you after. Like, <laughs> and then it was so funny because they hired, I remember they hired, I, I don't know how much like, tea I should give, but I remember they had <laughs> hired a black woman to kind of be a face of my book. And then turns out the black woman knew me and then she found out about my situation with them. And she was like, oh no. This ain't it. I don't want to work with y'all. Like, <laughs> bro, like, I'm trying to understand. Like, I like I love my city, and my city loves me. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. So yeah. please just don't. That's why I'm think. That's why I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know why people think they they can just play with me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, just don't. I don't know. <laughs> just don't. But don't my question. But my book has been through a lot of trials and tribulations, but I think it finally found. Um, a place where it can flourish and it is flourishing. I'm writing, and then even when I was like, I decided to write new poems for it, the poems are so much more well crafted. And um, that's really exciting to me because I've been trying to learn how to write in different forms and then also just reading. I've been reading so much mm. and, it's been, and that's been really great and fun. And fun. Yeah, I got vocabulary or whatever. So thanks. <laughs> Yes, so that is um, that is my book. It's now called um, um, "I Am Unlearning." Um, so yeah, I still That's own all of my poems as well. Good, good. That's good. the backstory on it. I think my question is, you know, like where where are you now in the process of getting it out into this world? Like, when can we get that book? What's yeah, happening? It is in the design portion. So that they told me that it will take maybe like a month. Um, because you know they are their own people, and then it's going to be in. Oh, I'm sorry, editing portion. They're editing. They're doing their own edits and stuff like that. You know, and then it'll go into design. I already have the cover. I have a new cover. I can release it for people if they're interested. But I have a cover. I already have a um the all of the poems together. So they're editing it, and yeah, so it's just going to move along. Um, and also if you want to do pre-orders, um, I will put the GoFundMe back. Um, in the in the link on my Instagram at Mechamorphosis after this, because right now the link to this interview is in there, but I'll put it back. But I also was thinking like, if it does start taking just a little bit too long, I wanted to make an audio book just to kind of give people something. So that way, you know, because I mean like people support me a lot and I, I you know, I'm always gonna be grateful for that. And I wanna at least let people know that I am trying and I am working, but I am doing it by myself. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as we yeah. all are. <laughs> but the fact that, you know, you you have so many like accomplishments, you know, I think you said you were turning 24. That's you said. Yeah. Yay. Um, you know, and it's it's a lot. Like you're you're publishing your own book, you know, you've you come from brave new voices, um, all the way to Wouts, which is is no joke, right? You are competing with very seasoned, badass, amazing women. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be scared because yeah. I know they got more hips than I do, and I'm like, people be, people be adding more points for hips because I don't got it. 
<laughs> yeah. And so I think I want to like ask, because, you know, it can also go back into, you know, your book as well as you're progressing into your, your career. But, you know, we know that you started competing as a youth poet. But if you just could tell us about your experience of discovering poetry and what's it done for you um, and what do you see in the future? Where is it going to take you? I mean, even from, I guess, I don't know. I feel like poetry has really blessed me even when I started when I was in like high school. Like it really was the path for me at the time. And it still continues to be the path for me now, even though I like doing so many different things. Um, it puts food in my mouth. It helps me. It helps me even believe in the fact that I can own own a car or anything. So um I mean, when I started, I started because I was competitive. It was this girl in club in the club that I wanted to beat, and you know, she was good. And um, and also Lady Bree, on my mentor, I wanted to get her attention. So yeah, like I wanted to be like, oh look, I'm good too. Be my teacher and all that mm. stuff. So you know, after that, it just kind of was a series of that. I mean, I really started doing poetry not only because I was competitive, but I was looking for family. Like I'm always looking. Mm. I'm always grateful that, you know, poetry has brought so many people into my life and, you know, has helped me be able to keep those connections and, you know, keep being um, introspective and, you know, building those relationships, you know, so like even in the future, like right now, like I definitely feel a lot different about poetry now than I did before. Like I, there was a period when I really didn't, I wasn't really feeling writing and that's because I don't know, I wasn't really doing it for myself anymore. And now I'm definitely 100% doing it for myself. And you know, for black people and black people that look like me and all that other great stuff. Like um, right now I'm focusing on being a better writer and talking about things that are, that are different um, outside of me. Um, just really digging deeper into everything that I, I think about and I, and I feel. Cause um, there's just so much more underneath being just, you know, just being the different identities that I am. You mm. know, there's so yeah. many things to look at. And, you know, Talam AC, he all, he had, I remember this quote from Talam AC. He has it on a poem and it's on, um, it's on uh, deaf, uh, all deaf digital. And he says, consistently think about what you emphatically care about and continuously dig deep. And it's like, you know, and Timothy, that poem that I wrote about, you know, me being the only person that made myself orgasm, I was able to write that because of Timothy White. And Timothy has this amazing workshop um, based off of, um, some, I know the poet's, I know the poet's name, I have the poet's name in poem. I'm just wanna credit, pro properly credit where like the process came from. And it is fruit snack fairy tale by Alicia. Oh no, I'm not going to mess up this person's last name. I did not hear it during the workshop. I did not hear it during the workshop. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, like it was. Um, they have a poem where they talk about a very surface level thing, and then they go, and then like each stanza starts with the story behind that, and then the story behind that, and then the story behind that, and it goes so deep into what it actually like everything that that person was feeling and everything. So yeah, it's just like, I really appreciate my community mm -hmm. and that's what I want. Like I wanna be able to dig deep into my community and be with everybody and be, and like, I love making friends, even though some people be shifty, 
Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say who, mm-hmm. but like I'm just saying, like you know, I I trust the people that I trust. I know the people that I know, and I can always feel a genuine soul when I feel it. It's just, ooh, I, I almost fell out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's what I really want from poetry right now. Yeah. And you, you bring, you bring up the subject of family, you know, like you, you've got your poems about your family. You read the one about your sister, you know, Petty is currently on button right now, like with your Mm -hmm. father. Uh, You talk about, uh, you talked about how like your family has heard all your poems, right? You know, like they've come seen you. So it sounds like they're still a big part of your life. They still support you. But then you also have this like poetry family, right? They don't come see me. They, (laughs) They hear my poems in the house. So oh, okay. my dad heard my poem in a car. We was arguing. And I said, you know what? I got a poem to tell you. And that's what happened. Like, every, it was always by accident. But yeah, please, my poetry family. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's that's where I was getting with the question is like, you know, like, where, where, do, you, where do you find the closest connection? You know, because like, coming from like a queer background, a lot of times like, family is who you choose not necessarily like who you know like who you're born into so like where where do you find the closest connection where do you find like your 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 what you feel like is your family family so and the movie what's that movie called cloud atlas i haven't watched that movie Mm. yeah Mm. cloud atlas there is a scene, listen, I'm a big movie nerd. I always am talking about movie references and history net references and stuff like that. Even like a, the poetry scene, like people don't even know I know stories about them. <laughs> I just know history. But anyway, um, uh, motherfucking uh, Cloud Atlas, there's a scene where he's where he's like, how do you even know, know you could trust me? How do you even know I can help you? you, you I'm, I could rat you out to the captain right now. And he was like, I got the friend eye, we have connected. And I was like, true. Cause like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I always know, like I always know like who I want to be my friend and who I connect with. Um, even if that connection may falter or, you know, over time or whatever, mm-hmm. I know when somebody is my friend, like my, like in the poetry community, like I, I don't get close with, I don't get close with too many people, of course, like, you know, like, I don't just be randomly out here, like, just being friends with everybody, but I know where my soul connects with, so it's not, it's it's really, like, it's really just, you know, chance, and connect, and, like, reaching out, like, Nanelle McKay is a really amazing, amazing writer and poet, um, she was a great, great youth poet I knew from Brave New Voices, and like I think oh, we we just realized we were only friends for a year and it felt like like three years. <laughs> so um because when I reached out to her, I was like, hey, I'm shooting my friendship shot, you trying to be my friend. And then like I didn't even realize because we only we only walked past each other like twice in our lives before we became good friends. And then we were friends, we were internet cousins and friends for like a whole year and a half until we met because I was writing a movie and like you know and and, and she was going to be in it and the movie's still happening <laughs> I raised money during a pandemic for that shit but like, <laughs> it was like everybody else like every the other people they was people was getting on my nerves like oh my gosh we were just wilding like people were just wilding in my circles and I was like you know what I'm just going to take this as a sign I'm going to save my coin 
I am going to make sure everything is still cherished and written and ready to go when it's time. But yeah, it was a really wild time. But I feel way more at peace now. I feel like I have the right people around me and the right people are showing mm. up. So that's great. Because now there are people who want to buy the script. There are people who, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, I love that like intuition. I can just imagine you imagine you as like this beautiful elder who'd be like to the younger people, like, mm, is that your friend? Like, no. I don't like that. They only pray mm. that I am that person. Please. <laughs> Please let me be that person. I'll be like, is that your little friend? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Baby. This is not gonna last long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna say it to both of their faces. That's the type of elder I'm gonna be. Very uh, and honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on to the to, to elder you, um, you know, like like Raquel was saying, like you you came up in uh, as a youth poet through Brave New Voices and all that. Uh, and nowadays, as an adult, you work a lot with the youth, you know, in yeah. your community. You know, like tell us a little bit about that. You know, like I love my students. They're the best. My my current mentee right now is the youth poet laureate of Baltimore. Woo! Yes, and that's about to change in like a week because there's going to be a new youth poet laureate of Baltimore. But one of my other students is trying out, so it's like I'm trying. I try my best to. It's I want them to know that they have choices and they have. Um, you know, there's so many experiences open to them that they can choose from. And that's my like, that's like my main goal as a teacher. We were talking about this in professional development the other day. Like, what are we trying? What is our goal? Right? Like, what is our goal? What are we teaching for? You know, and, and there was something else. Oh, and what does it mean? What does it mean? Um, I forgot what the last question was, but it basically what I said was that we are we are what 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 are we teaching our students to do? Who are we teaching our students to be? Right. And I'm saying that like everything that we give them, we are teaching them to be creators and choice makers, <laughs> being able to make good make good choices for them and the people around them, and being able to create those good choices for the people around them, create those environments and that's what that's who that's who we are all are trying to be that's what we all are trying to do and we're giving we're telling them the stories we're telling them history we're telling them how to write their own stories that's why i love being a poetry teacher because i like i had just made this post about Brian where i was like yeah i was wilding before poetry I was definitely wilding. It was something wrong. There wasn't something that was not computing. <laughs> like I was messing around with this boy that he was he was dating my friend. I was it was I was failing. I was like it was so many things because I was so depressed. I was so depressed and anxious. And it was like I needed anything <laughs> to help me. But then like, you know, once I found poetry, it was like I didn't need none of that. And I was like, oh, bye. And then, you know, I was just so much better and healthier afterwards. So I was like, there's so many people that don't know, it, that don't even know that they are writers or don't even know. Like, it's not even about them becoming poets and becoming all this 
you know, poetry, these poetry gods and everything. It's about them being able to use it as a tool. And mm -hmm. that's what is so important for Black children and mm -hmm. especially Baltimore children because they need to find more clever ways to tell everybody to shut the hell up when they talk about <laughs> Baltimore. Because first of all, it's anti-Black to not like Baltimore. I hate everybody. Everybody always got something to say. <laughs> Mecca say too. Like, shut up. <laughs> Period, she said. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I love that. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, your students and, um, you know, I just want to know, like, do they know that you're like TikTok famous? Because <laughs> I was TikTok famous for one summer. I have never been on that back since. Um, I can go back, but I have no, like, no, they scary. They always saying things, and I don't like that. <laughs> people using my image, people taking my stuff. Like I'm like, I don't like that. I don't mm. like that. Also, I don't believe in wasting my jokes just for like I like writing TV shows. I like writing. I like writing scripts. So I was like, if I'm gonna be funny, at least I'm gonna be funny on a screen that yeah. is that you know, like I want to be funny in script i want to be funny mm. and like and things like that like i don't want to just give my jokes away or give mm. away my you know my stories for you know but like i was even thinking about like oh i can do story times because i have so many stories of you know weird things that happen to me at poetry poetry open mics or stuff like that and i got some story however mm. it's like i don't exactly like no free content like no free content. <laughs> mm -hmm. and especially if it's not gonna it only it's only let's that it's still like I feel like in a way it's still like giving away exposure. The only yeah. thing I would do though is like um still do poems on there. That's cool. That's fun. So yeah, I, yeah, I might. Yeah, because I know that you, you know, one of the poems that you read for us, you talk about how a lot of, especially like white people, were commenting on your TikTok, right? And I think oh, yeah, people were so annoying. Yeah, and TikTok is still, you know, I'm I'm still kind of learning TikTok, right? <laughs> like, I love TikTok. <laughs> like I love it. I love it. But like it's just like people, but people are annoying. Mm. Like mm. people, like just I'ma quote another movie, Men in Black. Men in Black. Yes. One to be specific. One. I, I know what you're gonna quote. I know what you're gonna quote because I know the quote. You no, know, because you know I'ma do it though. Mm -hmm. The person is smart. People are dangerous, panicky, don't know what to do with themselves. But like, that's the thing. I don't know the rest of me, I forgot it. But, but like, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, people, they have like this like mentality where it's just like, they feel like they can just say anything to you because I was like, I don't know this one boy, he called me the R word because I said, um, what did I say? I said, ask, um, like ask, oh no, yeah. ask. I was saying ask like ask. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even really hear it when I said the video, but he called me an R word. And then I was like, oh no. So I reposted his video and I said, let me tell you something. This is the only thing that you will ever have in your <laughs> life. Yeah. I am, like I am who I am. And I don't have to say anything about that. But this. This moment where you think you got me is the only thing you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> like I don't understand, mm. but that's that's a little that was a little much. 
But I I took it off because I don't be lowering my vibration for nobody now. However, mm. I, I need people to know that's the that's the wave that I'm on. So like you cannot hurt my feelings or nothing. So mm. like not right. I mean, yes, you can hurt my feelings. I need to stop saying that because people can definitely hurt my feelings. However, yeah. um it's I mean, I know how to bounce back. That's mm. what I'm well, let's, let's let's talk about your your vibrations and the connections that you feel. You know, like earlier, my husband was asking because my husband married a Gemini, um, clearly. <laughs> so, uh, on on all that, what signs do you find yourself vibing with? Because clearly, you're connected with the cosmos, right? So, like, what what signs do you vibe with? Whether it's romantic or platonic. Please listen, Leos. <sighs> New York Leos. I don't know why I can't. I can't get away from like, like if New Yorkers were a, a zodiac sign, <laughs> I would just say New Yorkers for some reason. I think it's because I'm from Jersey. Like I don't know. Like everybody that I have the best connections with are from New York. <laughs> yeah. And but also like, um, if they're Leos as well, Leos are great. Um. I think, but I think maybe the best long lasting connections are Libras. Mm. So Libras, yeah. Um, but mm, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I can't be with a Leo, but I really want to be one. It's a lot. A it's Gemini a and a Leo together are a lot. I know, mm. but I, I want it. Listen, 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 listen. It's okay. It's okay. I ain't going to get too, too in depth, but. Uh, but let's see, Libras are good matches. Um, and I think maybe a Virgo. Mm. But they gonna make me do planners. Hilarious, <laughs> 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 hilarious. Oh man, Becca, I didn't know that you were from Jersey. Like you were born there? Oh, yeah. I was born there. I was born there. Um I was I lived in Atlantic City and I also lived in um like further south Jersey, um, so, um, which is Pleasantville, Galloway Township. Um, so yeah, I was I, I have like a real close uh, connection with beaches and oceans and stuff. Yep, I uh, um, and maybe gambling. I I like doing those. I'm, I just got into the stocks. You feel me? <laughs> doing, she doing invested some, five dollars and started yeah. doing bucket sugar and watching <laughs> and Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I just say that because I was born and I had um I'm from like I raised was raised a little bit in Jersey too so I was like oh yeah I hardly get people oh, from Jersey yes. people come from Jersey every time I can't say I'm from Jersey without people just saying like ew and I'm like yeah. it's so hard it's so because I say I'm from Baltimore too I mean I came here in my sophomore year I was a child mm -hmm. so. I don't care. I don't consider myself an implant. I, I'm from here. I love this city. So, like, I'm from Baltimore. I'm from Jersey. <laughs> yeah. But it's so hard being from both of these places because people despise both. <laughs> and it's yeah. always. And I'm I'm not trying to be, like, you know, super, you know, pro-black or anything. But it's always for anti-black reasons. Mm. And <laughs> I don't know. It's like people always want to be like, oh, it's dirty. That's dirty. This is dirty. I'm just like, okay. And it's a city. Like, what do you want me to do? So, exactly. I mean, you know, of course there's a lot of community work. I mean, people don't see the community work I get to see happen here. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't been in Jersey since 
I moved. So mm-hmm. that's been nine years, 10 years. The only time I've been in Jersey was when I was hiking in Bear Mountain. So, <laughs> and I, you know, we, it's like, so yeah. y'all know. So it's like, it's like you, you go up Bear Mountain and then it's like you go um, uh, kind of into Jersey. But um, yeah, like. I'm just, I'm just saying, I feel like the Jersey Shore is calling you this season. It is, you've been, you I hope I get to, yeah, I hope I get to go. I mean, I've never been to Jersey Shore, but, um, I would, uh, the only, (laughs) only beach I went to now, this is a problem. I've been to the Atlantic City Beach, but I have to agree, that beach is dirty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm from there. I can say that. (laughs) It's so weird. Like, Ocean City has the clean beach, but, no, has dirty beach but clean water in Atlantic City Beach mm. got dirty water and a clean beach. Lord have mercy. <laughs> it is it is like a conundrum. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh man. Go ahead, Chibi. I was just saying, so then let me ask you, because we we talked about the book that's coming out in uh shortly, you know, like it's in the works. You've got this screenwriting uh mm-hmm. gig, you know, you got this movie in the works. Like what what are next steps? From Mechamorphosis, the poet. I have like, it all on my vision board. This book has to get done first, period. Period. This book has to go. go. <laughs> it has to be done. And then after that, I'm going to be doing, I want to do a Patreon where I do a bunch of um, lesson plans surrounding my book and stuff like that. I think it's going to be really fun, like a po- like a, like a monthly book club, because I mean, it's a poetry book. You can get through that literally in a week. Um, so, you know, a monthly book club on Patreon. And then, of course, the audio book, and then some other good, um, some other really nice ideas that I have for it. I don't want to get rid, rid, I don't want to give everything away because I don't want people taking my stuff. But like, <laughs> um, but I do have a lot of projects on the way, I'm and I'm acting in a lot of stuff, um, which is fun. So, like acting wise, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I have a lot of auditions set up, and then um, poetry wise, I'm working on it i just really hope everybody know i'm working on it i'm trying my best and then <laughs> um but like what else do i do writing wise <laughs> writing wise you know i'm i'm kind of just all across the board teaching wise i love teaching it's great um i'm still developing just different uh workshops and stuff all the time or you know um also workshops for colleges when i get booked at colleges and stuff so yeah those are the different things that i do Oh, I know. <laughs> I feel like you just have so much more to go, right? Because you're, you know, you are 24. I feel like 24 and then 20, like your mid 20s, it's going to be so life changing. Like, Please. really, really. I, I need something to change. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, you know what? And I'm glad because I'm like 24 going into 25. Hopefully, you know, we won't be in this pandemic. We'll be out hugging people and living our best lives. So I can just imagine you're like, all right, quarter of a century, let me go. Let me just be the best per- version of me. Right. And I, I really do see you um, really shining and just, you know, shining through your 20s, 30s and being that majestic elder that just will thank you people. yes with my <laughs> long flowing sarongs and everything <laughs> in my moo-moos in my cane in my yes. cats yeah <laughs> all, all my adopted right um genius children like the umbrella academy <laughs> i i love that I so wait let me 
let me ask you because like you had that you had that one poem about uh, self love, right? And I just wrote wrote down the word sex and gaze. Um, and like Rocky made a really good point right now about how you know like hopefully next year you know like we're able to be out among people and all that. But the pandemic has really done this thing where like we've gotten a chance to explore ourselves and our sexuality away from the gaze of other people. Mm -hmm. Like how have you in this past year, like dove in into kind of like self love and self care uh, away from like other people's opinions or perceptions of, you know, what it is to like love your body, love your sexuality, love yourself. Well, I've definitely been able to dive deeper into, um, you know, my gender dysphoria and also like, that, that, and then also the fact that, you know, I haven't really been enjoying sex the way I, enjoying sex the way that I really could as a human, you know? Mm. Um, and it's not just about, you know, penetration and everything like that, or any type of connection of those, those parts or whatever. It's about like just the whole thing leading into it and out of it and around it. You know, like, you know, how we connect before and after and what I in my, you know, my own personal like rituals, like, you know, it's like showering, you know, talking, communicating, mm -hmm. those, those things and like really, really talking about the things that I need. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like it's always like because I mean, definitely with sex, it's like it's always it's it's male, it's male centered, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and you know, it's always about kind of like this this finishing thing where it's just like we do it and it's done or like you know it's not like that it doesn't it's not always like for everybody but i mean i think from like people um who grew up or like the way i grew up where it's just like you know everybody kind of feels like they have access to your body if you, if you look like yeah. me mm. and it's like you know everybody can touch you if you look like me, everybody can do whatever they want. And that's why I'm like really big on people not touching me unless I'm like inviting that type of energy. And, um, you know, and I mean, it's not even just about sex, it's just about how people treat me physically mm -hmm. and how people approach my body. So, I mean, it's just like, I feel like you realize at some point, like, oh God, I just been letting anything happen, mm -hmm. you know? And it's because I feel like that's what it was supposed to happen. And, you know, going back, there was this, <laughs> it's this book called Pussy Prayers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me just say, it's a very great book. It's a very great, wholesome healing book, but um, it's called Pussy Prayers. And they have like this, this section where they talk about um, like, you know, having a conversation with your vagina. <laughs> yes. And it's like talking to your vagina and like, and then kind of like going back to the memories, our memories of your vagina and thinking about what you have allowed to happen or what has happened to it or like, you know, around it. And yeah, I was like, it was a very emotional exercise because I feel like, you know, just thinking back of all the times that, you know, all the experiences I've had and how like in that moment, in those moments, I feel like that was supposed that was supposed to happen. And then the, the ways I knew that I didn't I wasn't comfortable in some situations and I was just like, OK, 
I'm but we're here now, so I guess I have to keep going, or I have to do this, or I have to do that. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's where I'm at now. I don't have to do anything. And also, I don't have to stay anywhere where I feel like nothing is meeting my standards. Hmm. And, you know, or like immediately when I'm feeling like, this isn't adding to my pleasure. This isn't adding to my self-worth. This is adding to my self-love. I'm gone. Back to the, back to the beginning. I'm gone. I'm gone. That's it. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't think people understand, like, how gone I'm about to be and out of every situation. Like, I remember somebody got on my nerves yesterday. And listen, if you... <laughs> now, I date everybody. I date everybody. It's fine. I date everybody. Now, but if you white and I'm dating you, you already two strikes in. <laughs> don't don't, don't <laughs> on my nerves. Do not throw my nerves. Uh-huh. Look, the oh, theme—the theme for this year is just release the fuckery. Okay, release. it is. Release it is. the fuckery. Release, absolutely. And um, I mean, it's just something I had to do to, you know, really be able to so I could be my full self. Yeah. And I think, like, as it, I need, like, I definitely would love that for like a lot of Black femme people. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I. I I wouldn't consider myself poly, but I I like the idea behind it where it's just like, you should be able to have, you should feel free and be free in Mm -hmm. any of your relationships when it comes to how, you know, you want to express yourself in love and experience sexual Mm -hmm. experiences. Um, because it's like, I feel like that's, I feel, um, this is just a theory. It's just like, I feel like that's something that's owed to black people because mm-hmm. of just so much trauma that happened to our ancestors being, you know, breeding and then breeding leading to forcing people to stick together because of safety and mm-hmm. then leading that leading into how um, we have this ride or die type of love connections um, that we that we often, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking at, uphold and um love and like we we are think we think are goals and then it's like our the marriages of learning about the marriages of our grandparents and all that stuff and how like oh yeah my grandfather wasn't shit but my grandparents stayed together for 70 years no none of that has to stay none of that can stay and i understand people and then you know the holding on to those traditions because people are still in that frame where it's just like it is safe for us it is safe for black people to when they and and it's romantically safe. But that's the theme for me too. I want to be romantically safe. I want to mm. be romantically safe. I want to feel like I can fall. I want to feel like I can fall. I want to feel like I can, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, cause I mean, no. like we have to be like it's like like everybody has this, but I feel like you know, just from my black lens, it's like. We have to, my dark skin, well, darker skin um, lens. It's like I have to have so many uh, walls up because it's like I have to protect myself from whatever might happen. Mm. Because there's just so many, like, supremacy and anti blackness is just so insidious. It's so insidious. It's in a lot of things. So mm. it's even in our romances and how. We decide to love people and, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, it's a really wild 
insidious thing that causes us to do a lot of things. And that's why it's like, I'm like, I, I, what I would love for black people is to be able to love freely and be able to fall and mm. not have to feel pain from that. Mm. I do love that. I do love that. The, to love freely and to like fall with like safety and knowing that, um, it is safe to fall and it's also safe to be caught, right? By the people yeah. to be loved. And I definitely think, you know, from what our conversations, from your poetry, you definitely love, 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 love your community, your people, Aww. you know, and the shows. And, you know, even you with the. Me cry. <laughs> no, I really. <laughs> it is your season. You cry if you want to. But, oh god, <laughs> <Scorpio> <laughs> <rising>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Um, and I know you know your your community probably loves you as much. And I see your work, we see your work, and it's it was so great to hear you. And you know, we're about to wrap up, and I, I just want to say please, like, if you can just kind of close this off with this love, right? You're you're going into your season with love, we're going to this new venture of what does, you know, the outside feel like without masks. <laughs> yeah. I already got the poem. I already know a poem. Go Give on. it to us. Give it to us. Hold on. Let me find the imposter book that they, you know, they sent me 20 books. And I was like, I don't want this crusty old book, but my poem in there, so I'm going to go use it. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Okay, hold up. Give me a second. Don't look in my closet. <laughs> It's so cute, though. I know it's so cute. I love it's this. It's all my. It's like it's, I think that's most of my vintage clothes. I'm trying to decide which ones I want to keep or whatever. So, all right, Isha, are you ready? Actually, I'm. Actually, if y'all can give me just a moment, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the version that's on my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew. All right. To the people that are still here, thank you. Um, this poem I wrote for all my, my friends. Um, um, and I always say this just because we uh, we don't think we're gonna make it to 24 and 23 and 22 or even 20. You know, we don't we don't think that about ourselves often. And um I wrote this because I lost a really close friend to me, um, and he was so amazing. Uh, his name is Aaron. And um, funny story about Aaron, I remember when I was really depressed and he just randomly was like, hey, what's going on? And I was telling him what's going on. He's like, do you want to go for a hot chocolate? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so he took me out for hot chocolate. And it was the, like the beginning of our relationship too. So I was like, Aaron, I don't know. I'm sometimes I'm a little uncomfortable, like when we be out just a little bit, because I don't have many white friends. And he joked back with me. He was like, "Really?" Because I don't have many white friends either. And it was just like the funniest moment ever. <laughs> and I always remember that story. Um, and I remember us going to Chesapeake Bay, the Chesapeake Shakespeare Theater. Like we were just, we were just good friends. And it was a great random relationship that I, I didn't know that I needed. Um, but you know, I have a lot of great relationships still, and we all knew Aaron. And um, really, I decided this summer, I was like, you know what, I'm just in love with my friends. I don't really 
need to be thinking about relationships. I'm really in love with my friends because they're like the only people that make me feel everything that I want to feel. <laughs> so um, this is this piece. To Aaron, I should have hugged you harder. I write poems differently now. My poems were written in holes. The in-between line stretched open like a banshee screaming in hopes of breaking the half-empty glasses in me. Each word a kindling rock, both the stepping stone and the flame burning a bridge to who I was sometimes, burning me in the process, but I still see her across the island. She sends me paper plane memories saying, forget me not or you will find your way here again and I'm scared I'll get there. Cause these hands haven't finished a poem in some months now and I've become a page half empty, an unfinished poem, crumbled and tossed, scrapped for its good lines and gone. It's been harder to stretch myself into something full, desirable, familiar and entertaining, something I didn't write for just me. But I performed the hell out of it though. My smile bigger than spotlight. But when it goes out, it's dark out here and everyone is gone except the front row of people who have always been there for me, even if I can't see them. In the distance, I hear scribbles like pen on paper because it's them on paper ready to write fight for me when I can't. And I forget because trust is a poem I've yet to memorize. And they've showed me in the heartbeat of their literature that a poem is never finished. It just simply stops moving. They know how to turn me into a paper boat. Tell me I've cried too much and not to waste water. Use all of this to get to the next island so I write differently now. I write poems that look like them and they look like a notebook full of the best unfinished poems and we all taking turns to put it all out on the line protecting each other from those whose hands look like dirty erasers, look like they're so used to crumbling a perfectly good poem and that's exactly who we is. Bounded together. We made of glittery black ink that looked like Odyssey, telling a story of what was and what could be See, We love each other. And that's why it's so easy for us to keep loving other people, especially ourselves. Semicolons dancing on our milestones and not our tombstones, not even God, could end a poem on this day. So I tell them, we're going to write it all down until it's a run on sentence far past a finishing line until it transcends from haiku to sonnet to something epic until it's just your palm print and words until it sounds like a grandparent story like and then and then and then and then until we stop writing without our permission but for now please hold my hand Tight enough that space and time can't get through and let's write something different today. Something someone can hear but cannot smudge. Something that feels like forever. Something that will be. I couldn't Thank think you. of a better way to just like, and not just yeah. to like tonight's show, but like this season, like, yes. 
yes and yes and yes thank you for that poem and thank you so much for spending this time with us uh i know that we have it you know like posted up on the screen but for anybody that's listening to the podcast afterwards if people want to find you find out more about what you do you know be in touch and all that where can people go where can I, people tip you I, everything <laughs> you can follow me everywhere by my house at macromorphosis um, and then on top of that, if you want to give me some, some lunch money, <laughs> it is at, um, Mechamorph, M-E-C-C-A-M-O-R-P-H. But, um, I also post random poems. I have a section on my website called Mecca's Journal. So I just put random poems in there, like, that I've just been writing every other day or whatever. So if you ever, I'll post them. If you're ever bored, go ahead and check them out. They're um, unedited, so they, they might be something misspelled, but whatever. Um, so, yes, that is that. Uh, I think that's everything for me. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much again. That was beautiful. Um, I look forward to following your career and your writing. I can't wait till your book drops. Like, thank you. So good. Thank you, Mecca. Thank you for spending this time with us. No problem. I'm I'm happy I looked at my messages. I'm happy you looked at your messages, y'all. It was a whole process trying to get Mecca on here. Uh, But we got it. We got it. It happened. And it was... It was a beautiful way to close out this season. So thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right. Yo, Rocky. We did it. We done did it. We did 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 20 episodes. We did 20 episodes. We are done with season two with our beautiful poem. Everything. Mm. Wow, we uh I can't believe it. I can't believe we're here. Can't believe this. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? At the end of this episode, at the end of the season, how are you feeling, feeling? How's know. your heart today? Ooh, I don't know why, but I started getting a little emotional. <laughs> oh my god, surprise. <laughs> I know. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Big Pisces energy over there. Um yeah, no, I feel I feel happy. I feel blessed. I feel um, like this is what I definitely needed um, and like I said I wanted to say thank you to not only just Chibi but to the audience that are here that's been coming that's been listening to us um, I didn't know that I needed this community for during the mm-hmm. pandemic but I'm so glad to connect with so many people and hear so many great stories and hear your comments um, this is going to be something that I will always cherish and um, always remember so thank you to um write our out you to be to dom um you know chris for filling in uh, or rooster for filling in and again to the audience members you have made me really full and happy and i i just want to say thank you and, and i love you hmm. i'll take it my little mantis <laughs> gonna take it okay <laughs> i will take it okay all yeah. right and 20, you me? i know Ooh. 20 episodes down um a few weeks of rest but then we just gonna get right back on the grind because like we said we're coming back and we're gonna take six uh, six week break um you know rocky works in the school system so like summer vacation is coming I, so I don't sad. know if she's got the same energy as mecca but she is gone okay I'm gone. and i want to come back darker i want to be like a little tanner I'm, I'm so done with this like 
No there you go. I know. I'm like waiting. It's been raining here for so long that I'm just like, but I want to go to the lake. Please let me get my tan on this year. Um, so yeah, I'm just feeling full and complete. Uh, this, this show, we started in April of last year. This show has been the highlight of, of the, the, I don't want to say the highlight of the pandemic because that sounds weird. Um, But the, the highlight of like what I look forward to each week to connect um, with different poets and to connect with audiences uh, that are watching and just to just celebrate the written and the spoken word and to really get to know these people that like we maybe know their work, but like get to know the person and it has Mm -hmm. been everything. So uh, again, I want to thank the audience. I want to I want to thank Raquel, uh, who's done an amazing job this season. And for the first time this season, she's always been in the background. She's taking care of all the digital stuff. She throws your comments on. She switched the cameras around. She makes the flyers, y'all. She's our production assistant, y'all. Throw some love in the comment section for Dominique. Come on, come on. Come on stage, Dominique. Come on. That's Dominique. She takes care of everything that happens behind the scenes for our show. So, like, we could not have done the season without you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done this season. Thank y'all. This has been a wonderful season. I've actually got to watch all the episodes because I'm here working the the things. But this has been great. I'm so happy for y'all and with the season. So. Thank you. And just because we're taking a break doesn't mean that we're disappearing, y'all. Y'all need to stay in touch, okay? How can they do that? I know, I know. Um, You can definitely do that. But if you miss, like, our voices, our face, our cute little faces, definitely, definitely follow us on IG and um, Twitter. um, At Words and right? We can probably just be, like, posting stuff in between just to let you know we still exist, that we're still here for you. Um... And yeah, it's kind of good And who knows? We might have a special off-season episode. It might happen. But if you don't follow us on IG and Twitter, you're you're, you're never going to know. Uh, and whether this might be your first time joining us or a few times joining us, we're taking six weeks off. Yeah. However, there are 45 episodes in the archive, people. Okay? So definitely go back, listen to past episodes, or watch past episodes. They're available on our YouTube channel, Words and Shit, or wherever you get your podcast words and shit. Just go back and re-listen to them, relive the moments, or live them for the first time. Listen to the poetry, get to know the person. Just, you know, like, go live in all of that, because it is out there, uh, and hopefully you'll have enough poetry to get you through until we come back, um, which is in six weeks. Yeah, we'll see That's you it. Then. That's Thank it, you. people. We're wrapping up season two. Ah! Okay. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go live my best life. I got, I got a Juliana. I got this like you know, uh, short ribs that have been slow cooking over the past few hours. I'm gonna make myself a martini and celebrate. What are you gonna do? Oh man, I don't know if I'm. I'm gonna act like a damn fool this, this next week, six weeks. There we go. 
there the we go. The streets are not ready. The streets are not ready. I love it. So, yeah, thank you so much. Great season two. We'll be back, loves. And we huh? will be back because we are vaxxed and waxed, waxed. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, y'all stay safe out there. Okay, love y'all. Bye.